You'll never have to worry about having a breakdown about finding the best price on everything you need when you shop on Amazon.com. Save yourself some money and support Rob Has a Podcast when you use our links at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they want the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Surviving no way to Everybody, it is Survivor Know-It-Alls on a very continuing coverage of Hansageddon begins now. Your Survivor News Center is right here at RobHasAWebsite.com. I am Rob Sister, and I'm joined here by my co-anchor this evening, Stephen Fishback. Stephen, how are you this evening? Rob, I am the author of uh, this podcast, so uh, I feel pretty good. I feel good, and I'm, uh, you know, podcasting on my own terms. Yes, good. And you are very, fo- you are dressed very formal for Hansageddon, Stephen. I'm glad you are taking this matter as seriously as we are. It's a solemn occasion, Rob. I'm happy to, you know, I need to need to express that. All right, so we are live here. It's about 9.20 on the East Coast, and uh, Stephen Fishback and I are here to talk to you all about a continuing coverage of Hansageddon. Uh, Hansageddon apparently struck down the chat room here on robasawebsite.com. I thought it would could withhold the storm, but I don't know if Brandon <laughs> went behind the scenes and dumped out all the, all the code <laughs> on the chat room. So chat room is not working tonight, so we are flying blind. You can, If you're watching us here live, though, on YouTube, uh, you can leave comments and chat. Uh, a little bit of a poor man's chat on youtube.com as as we go along but that's not going to stop us here tonight Stephen. we got we got too much to get to here on a night when brandon hans uh what do we want to call this uh besides uh is author of my own destiny uh, a euphemism for what uh for psychological breakdown right author of my own author of my own manic depressive insanity okay so here's my question for you Stephen. is this a quit Vote off or disqualification? Oh, wow. I mean, I guess technically you got to say it's a vote off, right? Like he chose to be voted off. I mean, Bill Posley, Bill Posley is a vote off. You know, Bill Posley agreed to go to tribal council. All right, good. Well, let's go into a little bit of historical precedent. Bill Posley was legitimately voted off. They went to tribal council and they they voted him off. He did not go to tribal council wanting to leave the game. He did not anticipate that he was – getting voted off he thought they were voting off leaf or whoever in survivor one world that's i don't know if bill posley is the right comparison well but you're suggesting that brandon was anticipating anything other than just you know getting to rage against the universe i think no, I, was, I, I mean well let me give you my my take here Stephen. i think this okay. was a quit okay and and i think that we're doing a service to brandon by calling it anything else uh, uh, doing him a service i, I so he, he comes over, he walks out, and he says to the fans, like, I am doing you a favor, right? So it does sound like he knows, like, he's leaving the game in a certain way. He is, like, removing himself from the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably, all right, okay. 
Um, but he also, they're doing it in the context of tribal council, right? Like, and it is a, a established strategy that people will go to tribal council and ask to be voted off, right? Like my season, Jerry Sims was six. So he asked people to vote him off. You know, that happens all the time where someone like, you know, Johnny Fairplay, was that a quit? Uh, it depends who you ask. Uh, do you ask Jeff Probst? Because if you ask Jeff Probst, he's going to tell you, yeah, that's a quit. Okay. Um, but if you ask, so would you, would you say that's a quit? Would I say Johnny Fairplay quit the game? Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, Johnny Fairplay is a good friend of mine. I, th- I think I, if, <laughs> if, if, you, if oh, I was hooked up to a lie detector, uh, yeah. I, would, I think I would say that it was. All right. Well, I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. Yeah. And uh, I personally um, am a better friend of Johnny's, I guess, because I think he was voted out. I think that because I think that it it's somewhat frequently happens that that people are just totally overwhelmed and they say, "Vote me, guys." And you know, I, I think that the, the distinction between that and so many other things, you know, if there's a vote happening, it's a vote out. Because it's not a Nayanka, you know, I think it will at least Nayanka when she quit, she actually went to tribal council to she had the courtesy to go to tribal council right, to go and right. to go and do that. Um, and she had the day to think about it. I, I don't okay. know. We had we started the episode. I mean, we, we started the episode with, hey, everybody, I'm thinking about leaving the game. I want to be out. Of, I want to be out of the game. I don't want to be here anymore. And so it's like I'm quitting. And it's like, you know, the quit never comes out of nowhere. Whenever these people quit the game, it's always weird, like, uh, hey, everybody, I'm going to quit the game. And everybody's like, no, no, don't quit the game. Don't quit the game. Stay, stay, stay. And it's like, everybody, I'm back. I'm back. I had a close call. I thought I was going to quit the game, yeah. but I changed my mind. I'm not quitting the game. I'm here to play. It's happening. And then it's always – the quitting always happens when it's rainy. You ne- Nobody yeah, well, ever quits Survivor on a sunny right. day. That's, that's never right. happened. Maybe Austin. But nobody else ever quits Survivor on a, on a sunny day. It's always after like two or three days of rain. That's always when the quit talk starts. And then you go ahead and we get to this uh, tr- the thing where – and. Well, we'll we'll talk about uh, Andrea's role in all this because I gotta say, sure. say I think that think that maybe the middle management of Stealth R Us needs to uh, you know come up for review in a little bit. Brandon but, was middle management. No, I thought like Andrea was like a lower tier executive. No, she's um, uh, she did not have the authority to make the uh, the moves that she made tonight in Stealth R Us. Yeah, but no, she was yeah. It's, <laughs> but, it's, 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 it's gonna be interesting to talk about. Um, but you know, on the subject. Um, well, I've lost my train of thought. So never mind. Nothing on the subject. Probably. All right, then let me keep go- let me keep going with this. So then we get to we get to tribal council, and you know, Cor- Corinne basically says, "Hey, Jeff, you know, we'd like to forfeit the challenge to the other team because we would like to go to tribal council immediately." And there's no fight left in- other than, "Yeah, hey, I want to f- I want to fight other people." There's no fight left in the game for Brandon. Right. And so, uh, you know, if Brandon wanted to stay in the game. And did not want to quit, then then you know, hey, let me make my case. So here, let me try to scramble. Let me try to get people back on my side. The move, the move to quit the game is, hey, hey, you want a reason to vote me out tonight? I'll give you a reason to vote me out tonight. And if right. you are no longer acting in what you believe to be the best strategic way to move forward, you are quitting the game. It, it may not be a hey whoa, Jeff. Whoa, 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 let me wave whoa, the white whoa. flag. Let me wave the white flag. I'm quitting. No. There, there's lots of ways no to quit this game. How many people do not act in the most strategic way? No, 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 no. no. I, I, it was nuanced what I said. It was nuanced what I said. What I said was, if you are no longer acting in what you believe to be the best strategic way to go, then you are waving. You are waving the white flag. 
I, I just think that the, the suggestion that these people have any kind of rational. Oh my God! Look, what, we've got a guest appearances. Oh wait, the, hold on, hold on. We have. Yes. For people who have small windows. Okay. Yeah. Hello. So we, well, have, we so got so, a whole, a whole. So hold on. Wait, you've been in. You, Stephen Fishback. Hold on. Let me set the let me set the scene here for people who are listening in the audio version of this. Stephen has uh, about six people that are coming to visit him. Uh, Stephen, who? All ladies. Stephen, who is there with you? But Charlie, it was Charlie Herschel. Yes. And Ryan. So Stephen. All right. Stephen, since most of the people who are going to be consuming this content will be listening to the audio, please uh, describe what's going on there. Well, I'd like to, you know, so we, I have a, a bunch of guests over here. We watch the episode together. Maybe they can each introduce themselves. Courtney? Hi, I'm Courtney. Yes. Right. Courtney. Never mind. They're not up to the task. Yes. Um, <laughs> we have Courtney Yates from Survivor China. Yeah, uh, Heroes versus right. Maybe everyone else can do it. <laughs> I'm Francesca. Francesca, yes. You know, you know. Hi, Rob. How are you, Francesca? I'm good. I'm really good. Yes. Hi, Rob. This is Sabrina from One World. Hi, Sabrina. Sophie. Hey, I'm Sophie. What's up? I'm yeah. Survivor. Nicole Delma. South Pacific. Pearl Island. Yes, yes. Nicole Delma. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Rob. This isn't working out very well. And, oh, Rob, I just saw and you who's myself on your computer oh, screen. Yes, there, there, there you are. Hello. Uh, hello. So, hello, everyone. Who's Waiting there? this survivor. Yes, and, and this, Rob. R, RC all the way at the end. It's a little, it's a little blurry on Stephen's camera. I can't make out who, every, who everybody is. All right, so. I'm sorry, I left my uh, Tundra hat at home. Yes, I didn't recognize you without your TR. All right, so let me, <laughs> let me poll you guys. Uh, the, right. the, the question that we're talking about tonight is brand enhance, uh, quit, Voted off or disqualified? Let's go down. Let's go down the line. Courtney, quit. Voted off or disqualified? I think he quit. Okay, Francesca. Author of his own fate. <laughs> yeah. I think he. I think he was voted off. Voted off. Okay, Sabrina. Uh, new category: punk ass move. Punk ass <laughs> move. Okay, Sophie. Um. Well, he could have said that he wanted to do the challenge, right? That's a rule, so he quit. Yeah. It's a quit. Okay, Nicole. I agree. I think he quit. Yes. And Nicole played with Austin, so she knows about quitters. Oh, oh yeah, the original quit. Austin's yeah. my favorite quitter ever. Yes. And RC? I think it was a combination, but in the end, he quit. It was a quit. Literal. Okay. Steven. <laughs> Sophie, Sophie had an interesting thought that... Uh, well, we... well, so in that last season, right, they all had to agree to go to Travel Council mm-hmm. and skip the challenge. And so I assume they all had to agree again. Like, if Brandon wanted to go to Travel Council and do the challenge, he could have. And oh, that wasn't that wasn't that interesting. There was actually about him switching tribes. Oh well, I thought the first part was interesting as well. <laughs> no, I, no, so I think I, yeah, it, was not, it was not interesting. Um, don't, don't, you know, so I think that for the next season they should make a rule that if you ever want to defect tribes before immunity challenge, you can defect tribes. That would be cool. That's that would, yeah, and you could have Yeah, but yeah. mutiny had to happen at a, like a certain time. This would be just any time before an immunity, so and it would make people like have to be more secretive about who they'd be voting out. It doesn't have to be yeah. a pirate. Theme. Well, <laughs> well it, should, it should still be pirate yeah. themed. No, what if the other tribe doesn't want you? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but the other tribe's always going to want you. you. No, no, no. Steven, what if you send somebody over to be a saboteur to the other tribe and then yeah, screw them up in the challenges? But then not only after their rice and beans are gone. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Sophia, you, you played with Brandon. Uh, what was your expert opinion on watching this guy tonight? Did you feel bad for him? Or he's like, yeah, that's pretty much what we dealt with every day. Uh, it's like 
pretty much what you dealt with sometimes. And sometimes he's other, I mean, he's great sometimes. I don't know. It's sad, right? He's like that. The camera doesn't lie, but he's also really great sometimes. He's sometimes. Like, he, he just seemed a little bipolar and like, like medically oh, bipolar oh, and that's oh, sad. Yeah. It's sad. Nobody wants to see somebody like actually freak out on TV. Yeah. Sophie, I want to run a theory past you. Okay. Now, so, now Brandon seemed to like Philip, you know, people have, you know, Philip gets on people's nerves at times. So I hear, but in fairness to Philip, I don't think Philip was doing anything particularly bad to Brandon, but every single thing Philip said got under Brandon's skin. Now, Brandon seemed to be, you know, he said, hey, the last time I played this game, somebody punked me out and I thought that they were looking out for me and they weren't. And he seems to hold a lot of animosity towards coach, almost like somebody who somebody who hates their dad. And then every person that they run into in life is like, hey, screw you, man. You're not my dad. Screw you. <laughs> Do you well, think Philip that is like a coach? Yeah. Like, and he person. is like coach. Do you think that because Brandon hates coach now that that's why he hated Philip so much? I don't think that Brandon hates coach actually. So I think that I don't think that Brandon hates coach, but I think that Philip did say to Brandon that, you know, what bites the hand that feeds you comment, which is pretty obnoxious. Like, you know, I mean, it would have pissed me off. I mean, granted, most things Philip says or does piss yes. me off. Yeah, you're, like, you're biased, Francesca. Yeah, I'm biased. But I think, I mean, if somebody had said that to you out there, like, you know, that, you know, he's he was definitely trying to put Brandon in his place. And if somebody is, like, putting you in your place, it's not, you know, how well, how well would you have received that comment? But before that comment was made, I heard that he said, I would have gotten you farther than you got before. So yeah. it seemed like there was a backroom deal. That? Philip said that. Yeah. So I feel like there was a backroom deal that right. Philip and, and Brandon made that wasn't kept or maybe Brandon went crazy or something because it sounded like almost they had a final two deal. I mean, I don't think Brandon was getting like unreasonably mad about anything. Like things that Philip were saying, yeah, they would make me mad as well. But the issue is like how he expresses his anger. And most like normal people can like hold that back or talk to the cameras. And he obviously like can't control his own emotions. And like that's that's not. I mean, that, that that's the sad part about it. Like I don't think anybody did anything wrong, but it's just more about like you know personality disorder. Francesca, <laughs> if you were, if you were still there though, what what would you have been your reaction once Brandon uh, dumps out the rice and the beans? You, I mean, you can't. You can't stay, uh, you know, you got, you got to, the guy's got to go, right? Yeah. You can't stay yeah. neutral at that point. No. At the point it was somebody, yeah, yeah, you have so little food to begin with and then somebody dumps it because they're pissed off. Like, I mean, I, I, I really like Brandon, but yeah, if I had been there and that had happened, that would have been, I'm not saying that I would have forfeited the challenge. I don't know what I would have done, but I wouldn't have been happy. <laughs> I think, I think I would have been so mad that I can't hit him. Like contractually, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I would have, it would have been a fight with myself. Like I wanted to, but I can't. You know? Sabrina, who was who was dumber, the uh, the men on your season for giving away immunity, or the favorites for going to tribal council on their own? Oh gosh, <laughs> ah, um, you don't give away your. At least they had a they had a pretty legit reason. You know, there was someone that was splitting their camp. The guys, they were just having a penis sword fight. Over this. Like, yeah. they, they could have kept it, but literally they handed us the idol. We took it. So yeah. and that, that was just and you guys are you guys are all survivors. Did you guys think that the favorites were looking like a, a bunch of babies when they were all crying during uh, Brandon and Phillip's argument? Was that were they being too emotional? No. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, their rice no. is gone. Oh, no. my God. I, 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 I was too much. Courtney would have been laughing. Courtney, you would have been cracking up during that whole thing, right? 
Well, she she was saying she would have voted for like uh, someone else. Yeah, that would have been funny if <laughs> Cochran would have voted for Andrea or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this gave them a reason to cry. I think sometimes like you get so pent up and emotional that like this gave them a reason that they were able to let their emotions. They're out. really upset about the rain. Right. <laughs> That's probably right. That makes sense, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Did you did you, did you look for reasons to cry in the Amazon rock? <laughs> no, I know. I have stars. Yeah, only in real life. Only in real life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> RC, who's gonna who's gonna get back together first, uh, Brandon and Philip or Scoopin and RC or Scoopin and artists? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Brandon and Philip. Definitely. I think there's a cage fight or something for artists and Michael. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad. That's bad. So we'll see. We'll see. Did uh, did you guys ever consider having a uh, a a tribal council with with Jeff that's not even at tribal council in front of the other tribe? Well, I mean, if he's gonna pony up massages, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We, all should have, we should have thought of that beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Was that a good massage that Jeff gave? Did you think did that look uh look like that was being done uh correctly? I mean, his technique had a few flaws in it, but his heart was in the right place. So he was really coming from a place of caring, you know, and compassion. It was a very caring place. And how are you, were you, any of you guys affected by this tonight? Were any of you guys crying? There were some tears. I think we all were tearing up a little bit. You know, it's hard when you see one of the great legends leave like that. You know, yeah. I don't want to see someone reduced to, uh, yeah. reduced to that. All right. Well, let me, uh, unless any of you guys have any other thoughts, let me let me oh, finish up with Stephen, or this is going to be a ten-hour show. Bye. All right, all right, yeah, ladies. All right, take care, Stephen, with like a whole harem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at you. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. No, not at all. I was delighted by that. Yeah, um, it's a fun segment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry about all the the women. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, look. This is my life, Rob. It's just how I roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. All right. Yeah. So, um, uh, Stephen, what do we think now from here? What's the fallout of all this? Uh, how, like, for instance, Brandon comes out and he basically totally blows up Philip's spot to the whole other tribe. Uh, can Philip come back from this? Um, it was funny the way that Philip kept on looking over the other tribe being like, that's not true. Can you believe this guy? He's just <laughs> lying about this. Well, I mean, the idea of Philip coming back from anything is just ludicrous, right? Like, Philip is around because he is strong-willed and he is, like, he's a, a fine person to have around. You know, he's not threatening in any way. He's, like, all of his cars and all of his neuroses are on the table and nobody is threatened by him. He, like, goes, goes off and gives people nicknames and, like, you know, gives some order while other people are cutting backroom deals, right? So I don't think that anyone thinks that Philip, um, you know, one way or the other, you know, no one's going to now target Philip because he's the ringleader, right? Like everyone knows who he is. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I've never seen something like that before. Like, I'm surprised that Jeff didn't say, all right, fans, uh, this doesn't concern you. Let me talk to these guys. You guys take your idol, go back to camp. I was surprised he let the fans stay there during this whole episode. Well, so what do you think? I mean, Jeff, the way that Jeff, hand- I, so I want to talk about the massage thing. I, you know, clearly this is an uncomfortable position for Jeff, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he has like these, you know, as a human being, he has to be like concerned about Brandon as a, you know, as an executive producer, he has to be worried about a physical altercation. And as an executive producer, he has to be, think, be thinking like, how do we draw out the story? How do we tell the story in a really compelling way? Um, that's true to what's happening here. Um, 
And um, I thought that he did a, a good job. Um, wait, what was your question? <laughs> Were you surprised Jeff did not tell the other tribe to oh, hit to the bricks? Yeah. yeah. I was surprised by that. What, what, do, what do you think, Rob? Was that the right decision or was that the wrong decision? I mean, it was very compelling. I mean, I think if I was the favorites, I think, I, I mean, I would be hoping that Jeff would have gotten rid of the fans at some point because there's a right. lot, just like, you know, it's like one of these times where it's like, okay, you'll get to see the other team's tribal council. I mean, they basically right. got to see the other tribe's tribal council and now they know, you know, where the cracks are, uh, other where they otherwise wouldn't. So, Brandon did help out the fans to an incredibly large degree tonight. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like all of that started coming out, like before the fans, you know, before there was a chance, you know, like Brandon, like steps off the mat and starts speaking to the fans and says, let me tell you something. You know, I want to talk to the fans. I want to say my piece. Um, and so I agree, like, you know, Corinne's incredibly diplomatic uh, you know, answer, you know, we want this to be, uh, we want to handle this in the appropriate venue. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, she obviously wanted to, it to be a tribal council, which I think does kind of have the expectation that it's going to be, um, uh, you know, in closed, in closed quarters without the other tribe listening in. And I'm sure, I mean, that seemed to be what they wanted most of all, but I feel like by the point that Brandon is ranting at Philip and Philip is ranting at Brandon, like the point it's, the bird is out of the nest. Is the uh, <laughs> yeah? So well, let's uh, did the favorites handle this correctly? Okay, let's say the favorites. Okay, Brandon, does, everything happens the same, and we'll and then we'll go after this. We'll get into the Andrea stuff with Andrea telling Brandon. Um, but let's say everything happened the way it happened. Do the favorites make the right call here by not even participating in the challenge? Should they have at least uh, attempted to try to uh, do the challenge? Uh, and then lose to the fans, or does that give them mo more momentum? Um, you mean what would what would be the advantage of participating and then throwing it as opposed to just I guess, like, why? Do yeah, I guess the only reason I'm saying is because they wouldn't have to have that all come out in front of the fans. But that's me being like you know in the rearview mirror saying, well, that was unfortunate the way that worked out. They had no idea. And also, like a like if you're physically afraid of Brandon, you might not want to be like splashing around in the water with like yeah. or you know with or I guess on the land, but like with these giant blocks like. You know, and I've done that challenge before. Like, you rely on people to hold their weight. You know, if, if Brandon like steps out from under a block and it comes crashing down on Dawn, you know, like um, that would be unfortunate. And then the other thing too is that, um, you know, assuming you play it the standard way, everyone goes back to camp. You lose the challenge, you go back to camp before tribal. You don't want him in your camp. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that that's the right decision. Well, was the problem do. there just from a logistical point of view? Was the problem that it was like you know two o'clock in the afternoon and the sun isn't they can't do a tribal council in the daytime? So Jeff's like, oh, I can't hold, I can't <laughs> hold this guy for another six hours. So all right, tribal councils right now. We're doing it right here. Uh, yeah, no torches. You know, how do you snuff? How do you smuff a torch when it's uh, yeah. you know, sunny right out? So. Um, it was interesting though. Is he the first person to not have any sort of, I know that Austin's torch was, you know, knocked over or something, but you know, it, it, there were no torches involved in his, uh, in his exit. Is he the first person ever for that to be the case? Telling you, Steven, if we go down our checklist of quit or voted out, um, it's like, uh, medically evacuated. I mean, okay, if you get medically like evacuated, then you got yeah. medically evacuated. Yeah. But he was like psychologically pulled from the game in a way. Okay, so you say it was more of a disqualification, or or he was psychologically evacuated from the game. I mean, I guess he, I guess he was the author of his own destiny. You know, I guess you're right. I guess it's a quit. I, you I mean, know what I, they, yeah. 
<laughs> and making yeah. my mind here. Yeah. I'm you distracted know, by all these ladies. You know, other other people that are, that are the author of their own destiny, these are people that that's called a suicide note. Okay? So right. <laughs> that's when you're quitting life. You're the author of your own destiny. You're being evacuated from life. Yeah, you're not mentally, wow. you're not institutionalized. You are yeah. the author of your own destiny when you are, you know, taking your own life, uh, i.e. quitting from the thing. Right. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what did you think about the way the fans were reacting to it? You know, Reynolds was like capering around he like a schoolgirl. Uh, that's what? how I would have been either, on either tribe. I would have been, <laughs> I would have not been able to, even if I was on the, uh, I would have been pissed off about losing the, but, but I would be like, oh, this is exciting. This is very, right. uh, this is very compelling. Like, uh, Reynolds definitely gives them what they want, you know, like he's got the big reactions and like the mouth wide open and just the, you know, and then he asks Jeff to like do the victory thing. Like I felt like that was kind of inappropriate. In the I thought that was inappropriate. Yeah, because you, you know what? You don't want you don't want crumbling. Yeah, yeah. I would on the inside, I would be very giddy, but on the exterior, I would not be like Reynolds because you don't want the favorite thing. Like you know, screw you, dude. You're the first one out right. at the merge. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to like, especially at that point, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. It's just it. Like especially since he already has so much attention drawn to him. So <laughs> that's right. Just about handsome he is. Okay. Uh, and people, a lot of people are calling out the instances when there was no torch snuffed. Uh, I see that uh, Movie Maniac 14 is saying, what about the final immunity challenge in Palau, uh, Ian Rosenberger? And technically, I think that was a quit too, Stephen. Uh, no, I disagree with you about that. He said, like, you have to vote me out. That I, So that's like, I guess, like, given your... Given your definition of quit, that's a quit. But uh, I think that's like a vote. Well, I don't know. I can't, it's, who the hell knows? Yeah, I think it knows? just got very late. I think they didn't have time for uh, for that. I think it was like it, got, it was like you know two a.m. when he finally uh, decided. <laughs> it was like a ten-hour challenge. And then yeah. uh, MMA Junkie X says Wanda and Jonathan didn't get torches in Palau when they got cheated out of the game before. So, yes, Wanda and well, Jonathan they never played the game theoretically, yeah. right? <laughs> they, like the whole, they, they never, never got, got to play. start. They never got to start. No. Okay, uh, so. Uh, the fallout here. Uh, Philip, we th- we think is uh, pretty damaged here, right? Um, I th- I just don't know. I just don't think that. I see what you're saying. Like it puts a lot of heat and a lot of attention on Philip. He looks like a jerk. You know, he's in this conflict with Brandon. You know, while Brandon is exploding, Brandon is the target. But then, you know, when Brandon's gone, like suddenly it's Philip. But it's like that's Philip. Like, you know what you're getting with Philip. Like, why do you have Philip run in the first place? Why do you vote Francesca out instead of Philip? You know, because you want the crazy guy who's not a threat to anybody. Mm-hmm. Is Stealth R Us, for all intents and purposes, dead at this point? Did Brandon kill <laughs> Stealth R Us tonight? Exterminator and the exterior. And uh, yeah, that, you know, that was a pretty charming scene, right? Where he was just like saying to Philip, like, didn't you kind of sympathize for Brandon at that point where he's like saying to Philip, um, you know, Stealth Russ is stupid. And, you know, and then you have Philip who is deeply upset by that. You know, I think a lot of what happened to Brandon is that you don't just have one psychologically unstable person on the favorites tribe. You have 10 of them. Um, And so like, you know, any other human being, you know, is going to try to like calm Brandon down and talk him down. But you have Philip who's like goading him on. He's like egging him on. No, I like, felt like Philip did a good Philip did a good job up until the point where where what uh, was going on with Brandon was already evident. At that point, when they're at the mat at the challenge, I thought Philip is like uh, antagonizing him a little bit. But I thought Philip did a good job in the camp portion of the game. 
really? And he's like, you know, you don't look a gift horse or slap a gift horse in the nose or whatever he said. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. he's, he's keeps, you know, you compare, I think if you compare the way Philip handled Brandon and the way his great predecessor coach handled Brandon, mm-hmm. I think it really draws attention both to coach's strengths and to Philip's flaws. Mm-hmm. You know, I think coach really massaged Brandon's ego. He counseled him and Philip legislated to him. Philip dictated to him. Um, and I think, you know, you know, maybe coach was more manipulative, but coach was also more of a confidant. Yeah. And Philip was like a, a bully. I, I I agree. I would say that, I don't know if bully is the right word. I would say that, that Philip treated Brandon the way that Boston Rob treated Philip. And I think that for in that relationship of Boston Rob to Philip, that that worked as Boston Rob, the three-time returnee talking to a new player who was in an inferior position. That that worked for Philip, somebody who has been in some some uh, form of the armed services or uh, as, a, as a federal agent, your superior giving you orders. That flew for Philip. For Brandon, who is, what, 21, 22, uh, right. and has just had this bad experience already on Survivor, that did not that the same thing did not fly for him. Although I did feel like Brandon took it out of context when Philip was saying about how, uh, hey, you don't bite the hand that feeds you, and Brandon got into the, hey, I'm a Hans, I feed myself, and it got into like the literal, I'm fe- I am I make the fire, I cook the food, I feed myself. I feel like we right. were a little bit of a little bit of a disconnect there. Right. And, you know, in, in the way that Rob, you know what, I, I don't think that's entirely the case because, you know what, I mean, and maybe we didn't see it as much, but, you know, the thing that Rob was said, Rob always said in his exit interviews was like what he would do, you know, what he knew that Philip needed was to be heard and to be listened to. And that's what he gave Philip was mm-hmm. he would always listen to him. He would, you know, treat him with respect. He let him be heard. And, you know, I think that he gave, you know, and, and Philip is not doing that to Brandon. You know, Philip is not saying speak to me, you know, be heard by me. He's saying, here's what you're going to do. You know, I, I, I agree with you that there was like, you know, maybe early on in the Boston Rob Phillip relationship, there was a little bit of like the, you know, the fist slap. Um, but like then once that dynamic had been established, I think Phillip, uh, Rob did a much better job of really give, showing Philip respect than uh, Philip showing to Brandon. Now, Brandon was all on Philip's case about how Philip thinks he does everything in the challenge, but didn't for the second week in a row, Jeff say, Philip once again wins, <laughs> or Philip once again is the hero. I mean, yeah. isn't, <laughs> I mean, Jeff Probst is saying Philip's the hero. But, you know, I, I think that, and that must have rankled for Brandon because the only reason Philip is able to last as long as he does because Brandon has been, they've been piling all the weight on Brandon, right? Like yeah. all of Reynolds were at Brandon. By the way, bad strategy by the fans. Like classic, classic survivor strategy. If there's ever a weight-bearing contest, divide the weight up evenly. Like that is just like the amateur hour for uh, weight-bearing contests. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're amateurs. Um, you know, like, because you want people to be to be taxed for as long as possible. Because you might get one guy out fat further, but the other guy stays in much longer. And that's exactly what happened with uh, Brandon and Philip. Uh, I have a question coming to me on my Twitter tonight, Stephen. Uh, Jesus who watches TV wants to know, what's the bigger story tonight, uh, Brandon Hans or the Pope? <laughs> um, um, the Pope? The Pope? Slide, <laughs> yeah, a, little, you, a little bit? Okay. And Jesus, of all people, I feel like would, uh, you know, would, would know that hands down, you know? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Andrea's role in all of this, because uh, I thought she did a poor job here. To, uh, and we've established for, uh, for a while now, Brandon is very unstable, 
But I think that Andrea tries to bring him back in. She gives him a little bit of information, and it goes horribly wrong. Uh, Steven, uh, here's here's your opportunity. Did you want to pile on Andrea here? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, I do think, I mean, I think this was the problem in the first place with bringing Brandon into the, um, you know, with replacing Corinne with Brandon. Corinne's like a, a rational player. She's an entirely logical player. I mean, in fact, like, Corinne is like an ideal ally, right? Because she is going to like behave intelligently and she's going to be dislikable enough to not get any votes. Whereas Brandon is like the exact opposite. He's going to behave totally erratically. And yet some people seem to love him, you know, like, so he's like the exact wrong ally to have in your alliance. Um, and this is, you know, it's like, it's like you said last week with Shamar and Sherry, like when you hit your wagon to Shamar and then Shamar blows up, like you knew what you were getting into. And I think the same thing is true of with Brandon, you know, we're like, Andrea like tried to recruit Brandon and then she, it ends up blowing up in her face. Yeah. And you know, I think, you know, she, you can see her trying to run intermediary between Philip and Brandon. And I just don't think she has the chops for it. I mean, you know, all respect to Andrea, cause I don't want to be seen as a, uh, you know, biased, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I think, come on. Well, how do you think she handled the situation? Uh, I Rob? think she handled the situation poorly. I think if you're, if one of your allies, your closest ally in Philip, you know, tells you, or if the head of your alliance, as, or as, as he sees it, tells you, hey, I, I, we're going to throw the challenge today and because I want to vote out Brandon, and you tell the person that the person that the head guy of your alliance, uh, basically, she didn't say he wanted to vote him out, but said, hey, I think you're going to be on the block if, you don't, if we don't win this challenge. That was – she was talking out of school. And if this was Boston Rob, if this was right. her last season, and Boston Rob had the idea of like, hey, we're gonna throw the challenge today. I'm gonna, you know, I wanna, I wanna vote out. You know, uh, we'll say Phil, we'll say Philip in this instance. You know, yeah. Um, and then she went and told Philip, hey, we better try to win the challenge because there's gonna be problems. And then, th- and then Philip went back to Boston Rob in that scenario. Right. Rob she would be out. the next one out. So that Absolutely. was that was a very a very bad job tonight by uh, by Andrea. Yeah, and that's just, you know, like, if you want to be an information broker, you have to be a little bit more subtle. And I think that's like, you know, I think actually this sort of points to one of the big, big challenges in Survivor that, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily know is that it's hard to arrange counterplots because people talk. And you can't, like, say the wrong thing to the wrong person because then they're going to go back to person A and be like, I just heard this from so-and-so, and then you're screwed. And I think that's why a lot of alliances don't get disrupted is because people are so nervous about uh getting back to you know the the top dog in the alliance um but yeah it's you know she didn't do a, a bad or a good job but you know she's also lucky that philip is there and not boston Rob. Yeah, she meant she meant well she had good intentions she's looking out for a guy who's her ally but it was a he was a bad ally to have in the first place and she you know needed to cut bait on brandon uh by the, right. at that point and uh, she tried to save it and it made it worse um yeah and what so and you thought of the challenge that you what what did you think about like did you think that like corinne speaking up or andrea speaking up like what's 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 the move there when you're at the challenge and brandon is melting down he's yelling at philip like do you put your nose in it or do you uh, hang back gonna hang back steven uh i don't really want any part of that i mean too many uh explosive things potentially going on and um i you know yeah I'm a willing participant, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to take the ball and run with it on that thing. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, 
So what I mean, you really, I, you know, for me, Rob, this was like I, I thought this was a, a hard episode to watch. Like yes. this is not Survivor um, as I like it, which is you know strategy and playing hard, and you know this was just like two kind of psychologically unstable people sort of like pecking at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't love this episode, yeah. to be honest with you. Oddly, it comp- be- oddly compelling second half hour, but uh, yeah, yeah, this was not this was not the game we know and love. All right, let's let's talk real quick about the fans because they had a lot of airtime in the first half hour, uh, a little bit of a uh, power shift. Feels like, at least from the way uh, the show is going, feels like Reynolds is uh, being shown in a pretty positive light here. Yeah, everything's on the up and up for Reynolds, right? Like he finds another idol. He cements his alliance with Eddie. He's like, seems like Sherry's now on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. The outskirts on the outs. Um, and yeah, no, I agree. I think you know Reynolds has. Uh, he he seems to have maybe internalized some of the rules, like don't open your mouth because I might have to play the idol. Um, but you know, we'll see how much internalizing the rules actually pays off in terms of playing the game. Yeah. Who do you think is the fan to watch here uh, in the coming? Uh, seven or eight episodes here uh, as we uh, get towards the mid-season of Survivor Caramoan. Yeah, I still like Michael and Matt. You know, I think that they're in good positions, right? They're not going to be big targets, and they're going to be, you know, I think they're smart enough to know how to play the game. They can hold their own in challenges, but they're not going to be, you know, they're not the guys you you try to get out, right? The the swapper at Emerge. So I feel like they've got some room to maneuver. But how how about you, Rob? What do you think? Yeah, I'm really feeling good about Reynolds here. I think that um, I think the game is uh, coming to him a little bit, whereas he looked like he was in a down position. It looks like, you know, if he can catch a few breaks, um, it seems like, you know, that he may be able to uh, come out of this unscathed. We'll see. But he's going to the problem with Reynolds is and Eddie is that no matter what happens, if they can make it a few more weeks, as soon as the merge comes, people are going to say, OK, let's get rid of these guys after the merge because they're physical threats. Right. Um, right. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the problem. And it's a question, you know, the other thing with Brandon leaving is it's actually quite bad for the fans because he was basically a vote, um, in their favor at, at a merge, right? Like he was, so it's not like they lose one number. It's like they lose two numbers basically, or, you know, it's not like they gain compared to the favorites. They actually lose compared to the favorites because Brandon would have been a vote on their team. All right. Um, so it's a negative for them. All right. I'm going to bring in Jessica Frey here to uh, help us with taking some of the questions uh, from our listeners. We're at a little bit of a disadvantage because of the issues uh, going on with the chat room. Uh, but uh, Jessica Frey is uh, monitoring everything very closely. Jessica, how are you? Good, good. Hopefully there's no more like crazy band or dances going out in my at my school right oh, now. I thought you were going to say at Steven's house. Yeah, I've got, oh, I've no, got a crazy too. band in my living room. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people A lot of people are very excited to see everyone at Steven's house. Okay. Yeah, there's, a, there's some sort of dancing going on right now as well. Yeah. Now, Steven, while you had everybody there, did you do a Harlem Shake video? <laughs> I proposed it, but uh, it was shot down. Shot down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Jessica, like, what, was, yeah. what was your take? Uh, quit, vote off, or DQ? Um, I kind of agree with Steven, like oh. I think it was a quit just because they did do like a tribal council. I mean, I understand how it could be a quit, but I don't know. They did okay. kind of go through. But um, Max Dawson, the survivor professor, he had an interesting take, so I wanted to put up his question. Okay, and, and if you ever, if you agree with Steven again, you're fired, Jessica. All right, so what is, <laughs> all right, so and, Sorry. And now we're gonna. I'm sorry about hope, Rob. Yeah, you know, gonna, I'm the author of this podcast. Now <laughs> I'm gonna now I'm gonna mute your microphone because uh, you're yeah. agreeing with Steven. Uh, okay. okay, so Max Dawson wants to know, Jessica, could you ask the know-it-alls if it is possible this was a mental health medevac, not a quit? Well, I said that, so um, obviously I think it's possible. But then why don't we call it that? Why don't we call it, hey, 
you know what? Well, we're going to have, you know, Dr. Liza come in and she's just like, oh, hey, I've got something in my eye. Somebody comes in and they say, okay, yeah, let's look in there. Yeah, yeah let's, let's get something in there. Okay, we're going to take you out of the game. You're, so this is a med- Okay, and Jeff says, hey, can this guy stay in the game? He said, no, he's got a thing in his eye. All right, that's it. He's out of here. Um, you know, we, how are we having a psychological evacuation when uh, we didn't have the psychologists come in and make a call? Or is it the kind of thing where, you know, from, a, from the helicopter, like, oh, yeah, that's a psychologist. Psychological meltdown. No one wants to get close. No one wants to get close to that, Rob. Um, no, I agree that it's probably equipped. You know, and Kathy Sleckman was was um, psychologically medevaced, right? So, uh, and what do we call? Go. And what do we call that? I don't know. Quit. <laughs> I, I think they 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 call Kathy a quitter. Do they not? I don't know. I mean, you did, I don't know who they are. we didn't we didn't afford Kathy Sleckman the tribal council in the tribe where it's like, all right, who do you vote for? Who do you vote for? Does anybody does anybody here not vote for Kathy? Um, let's see. Let's take another question from Hecker five two five. Anyone else super? Anyone? I'm sorry. Anyone else kind of proud of Brandon for standing up for himself tonight? Uh, do you feel no. like Brandon came off good tonight, Stephen? Nope. No. Uh, I'm not proud of Brand. You know, I did think he came off actually. I did think he came off kind of well at moments, right? Like, you know, the thing about Brandon is he's obviously when he's in control of himself or when he is happy, he's like, you know, he does have that sort of charm to him, right? Like, you know, he frequently went over to Philip and apologized to Philip. Um, and, you know, that, that confrontation where he was like, Stealth or us is stupid. You know, that that's, it was fine. It was kind of funny, but um you know, Survivor is not about standing up for yourself, yeah. right? It's not about taking a, drawing a line in the sand and having your voice heard. It's about like being strategic and making alliances and you know lying to people. Unfortunately, it's not about you know getting your you know having the the biggest uh, kielbasa. Yeah, he, here's the thing. It's I thought Brandon he spoke well for himself. If I'm I'm going to give some. Uh, some praise to Brandon. I thought he spoke well for himself uh, at times during the final tribal council, but it's almost like uh, he he agreed to come on this show. He agreed to come on this show right. twice. Okay, he came on the show again, and now all of a sudden he's down in the numbers. It's like you know, if like uh, you know, you're on a football team and you're looking up at the score, and it's you know 43 to nothing uh, in the first quarter, and your quarterback just butt fumbled, and you know he's like, hey, you know what? I'm taking a stand. It's messed up that you guys are all sitting here watching this game. It's violent, and this team they cheat, and blah 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 blah. blah. Everything was good when you were winning the game. You know, everything was fine up until this point. But now things aren't going your way, and now you're going to, uh, hey, we're not finishing the game. You know, uh, they have this a lot on video on video games. You play Madden online, and then all of a sudden you're down, and it's like, hey, you quit. You know, you bounce out of the game because you're not winning. That's uh, people don't like that. I, I think this is a lot uh-huh. like that. And, you know, it was, but, you know, Brandon had a lot of similar issues in his first season where he talked a lot about, you know, he didn't like the lying and he thought there was no gray. It was just black or white. And he didn't want to, you know, he wanted to always be honest with each other. Um, So that's sort of how he comes into the game playing it. Right. Like, so I don't know. I'll tell you this, Uh, Stephen Fishback, Russell Hans, you would have to take him out of this game. Uh, with, take the take the torch out of his cold dead hand, Stephen. Yeah. Um, it's interesting the the, the Russell Brandon comparison, right? Because they're obviously both very hot headed, but Russell is like all duplicity, whereas Brandon is like no duplicity. Um, but Russell's also twenty years older than Brandon. Brandon's twenty years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, he's a kid. You know, he's a kid with with kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
A kid, a anyway. kid with kids. That sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, it's called Teen Mom. That's sitcom. <laughs> Eric uh, Landry, go ahead, take it away, Stephen. Uh, Eric Landry wants to know. Um, it's, what do you think about Eric getting? Oh, go ahead. Yes. What do you think of Eric getting a vote of confidence, so to speak, from Brandon after he voted him off? Um, <laughs> what do you, did you did you approve of that? That Brandon said, "I love you, brother." To Eric, will you we pro that? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? What, what did you think of that, that Rob? <laughs> I thought I think that's gonna help. I think that's gonna help Eric uh, go pretty far in the game. That, that he's gotten <laughs> yeah. the endorsement of of, uh, of Brandon. I think that's gonna yeah. gonna could carry him the rest of the way. That might be the psychological edge he needs to put him over the limit. Yeah, at least uh, Eric got to talk. Uh, he got to say, yeah. "I vote out Brandon." Uh, Corinne got to talk. Brenda got to talk. Brenda said he's having a meltdown. Yes, I thought it was great. <laughs> Thank you, Brendan. Oh, uh, Brenda. Uh, was it fair to the favorites tribe having their tribe dynamics dirty laundry uh, in the aired in the front of the fans tribe from Sweelals? Uh, uh, we no, talked about this a little bit fair. already. Um, Messed up. So old news. Yeah. Okay. Any more? Any more questions tonight, Jessica? And then we're gonna get ready. Uh, so st- uh, here we go. And this is yes, from Jamie uh, Spence. Wants to know the meltdown was epic, but wasn't there a logic that he was driven crazy by the fact that the favorites appeared to buy into the Stealth R Us? Rob, well, what are we saying here that his his meltdown was justified because too many people were buying into Stealth R Us? So what he did, we're going to say that that was actually well. It's like everybody else was but was crazy, so he had to melt down. Yeah, in a world full of crazy people, in a world full of man. crazy people, in a world no gone mad, there's only one man who can stop the insanity. And he's, well, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, but all right. So, uh, Steven tom- tomorrow night or tomorrow, uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, what's, what's going to happen. I believe we are that, uh, we'll, we'll see if, uh, we hear from, uh, from Brandon Hans or not tomorrow. You never, you never want to make any predictions on uh, what will happen with this guy. All right. Well, I'm very curious. Who, who do you got on the podcast? Yeah. So uh, I think we, what we're going to do tomorrow is a little bit of a, of a special uh, podcast on the recap show. We're going to s- do the whole podcast with Nicole. We're going to talk about... Uh, talk, oh, yeah. She's good. Take another another angle of this. Uh, we're going to talk about it with Nicole. And then we're going to chat with Edna from Survivor South Pacific, who uh, mm-hmm. we've been tr- trying to figure out a way to get her on the podcast since we missed her during South Pacific. And uh, she not only played with Brandon for... Uh, thirty odd days. Uh, she's also friends with Corinne, so she has some insight into a couple of the and uh, played with Cochran, obviously. Yes, and 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 uh, and Cochran. So uh, yeah. and and Dawn as well. So she has some insight onto some of these players, and uh, we'll talk to her. She's also a, a a medical doctor, so she may have some insight into the mental yeah, health of uh, of Brandon Hance and uh, right. if it's deteriorated since Survivor South Pacific. Well, I would definitely be interested to hear, you know, and I'm sure, you know, we'll she'll say about what it was like, you know, if, how similar this Brandon is and like what the difference was with the Phillip versus coach, you know, like how coach kept him in check or maybe he's worse off. You know, it, it's also possible that he's worse off for having been on a season of Survivor. You know, it, 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 it takes a psychological toll on the best of us. And I don't think Brandon is necessarily psychologically the best of us. OK, so we'll we will go through all of that. And uh, Stephen, I, I have some uh, more news about our big reality game masters uh coming up this spring i have another person to add to the mix stephen fishback oh my god are you ready yeah 
All right, we will add uh, our honorary uh, know-it-all from the Big Brother side of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one and only Ian Terry, winner of Big Brother 14. He will be uh, playing in the epic uh, Risk game against you, uh, Sophie G. Clark, who we saw earlier, Eric Stein, Matt Hoffman, and there will be one other survivor who uh, may remain a mystery up until uh, the day of the shoot. Can I, can I make a guess? No, no, you cannot. Is no it Brandon Hans? <laughs> <It's, laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you, it's not Brandon Hans. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. It's not Brandon Hans. Uh, and, and also as well at realitygamemasters.com, we also added a couple more incentives of about nine days left to go in our fundraising effort uh, to fund the production. We've added five more phone calls uh, with me. I've been, I've been knocking out these phone calls uh, all week, having, having a very good time. Uh, I gotta make some phone calls. Yeah, we'll set up. We'll set up your. I'm just trying to get through my phone calls. I, I originally I had put ten up, and uh, they all sold out the first day, uh, and so uh, I've been knocking them out. So I think I can do five more. They're gonna actually thirty minute phone calls. Oh wow! Those, Look I, at you. Look at over, over delivering. Over delivering. Uh, those are up at Reality Game Masters, and we also have added one more incentive. We've added uh, fifteen. Wait, Rob, I gotta go. My, I think my guests are leaving. All right, all right, you got um, it, Stephen. Talk to you next week. I'll, I'll see you later, America. All right, bye. And we've also added uh, fifteen uh, special shout-outs that we're gonna do on uh, Rob has a podcast, and those are uh, all available at RealityGameMasters.com. About nine days left. So uh, again. Uh, as uh, I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything different yet. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. It's uh, we're gonna you know play it by ear here on Rob as a podcast uh, going forward with Hans. <laughs> what do we call it? Hans Hansageddon here uh, tonight again. Sorry about the chat room, everybody. I know you guys had a lot to say tonight, but uh, we will try to get everything resolved uh, for the next show. If you missed any of our shows the last couple days, we talked with uh, Danielle from Big Brother Canada last night on a Google Hangout. Uh, on Monday night, I also did a Celebrity Apprentice podcast talking about that, and we talked about what a crazy week. Uh, a very crazy, amazing race also went down this past Sunday night, and we uh, did a, a pretty wild podcast about that as well. So a crazy week uh, on the reality TV. Uh, lots of stuff coming tomorrow. Uh, we will have our recap podcast. Uh, we're going to do Nicole will be joining us for the whole show because we're going to have a lot to say about all of the fallout that's coming that that happened today. I'm sure there's going to be more news uh, tomorrow. We'll tell you what all the survivors were saying on social media and uh, cover it every which way. Uh, continuing coverage of Hans again. And thanks to you guys who are using our links for Amazon.com. We always appreciate that. Uh, you guys not having a meltdown and deciding to uh, go away from us. We appreciate you always when you use robberswebsite.com slash Amazon. So thank you very much, Jessica Frey. Hell of a job tonight. Uh, I like the blue background. And uh, thank you to Stephen Fishback and all of his guests. What a player, Stephen Fishback, having all those women over at his apartment. Uh, the Wine and Cheese Alliance, the reports of their demise had been premature. Absolutely. So thank you, guys. Have a great night, everybody. And uh, be sure to uh, you know take care of yourself. Make sure that the rice and beans at your house are all in airtight containers and unable to be dumped on the floor. So take care, everybody. Have a great night. Bye.
The theme to Survivor Know-It-Alls is written and performed by the Dutch supergroup, The Fake Plastic Trees. Hear more of their music at fakeplastictrees.nl.